This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Loki's finale premiered Wednesday, bringing an end to another Disney Plus series. What this means for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and what's next? I'm Oscar Gonzalez, guest hosting for Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Here to explain the finale is our own comic book movie expert, Sean Keen. Welcome, Sean. Hi, Oscar. Thanks for having me. And woo, Marvel. Yes, woo, Marvel, indeed. Now, before we go any further, this episode of The Daily Charge is going to be full of Loki spoilers. If you haven't seen the show at all, or the finale, pause now and watch it. This is your official spoiler warning. Okay, Sean, Loki has come to an end. Can you give a brief summary of what the hell happened in that last episode? Uh, I don't know. Uh, pretty standard stuff everything ended happily and the whole multiverse was apparently created well and obviously there was the big bad revealed which I mean what does that what does that big bad reveal mean for the MCU okay so Loki and Loki's variant Sylvie uh, encountered he Who Remains, who was apparently the guy behind the TVA, and basically he was running the timeline and keeping things orderly. Uh, he implied that without him or someone else policing the timeline, they, that a whole bunch of variants of him would just create havoc and like there'd be a multiversal war as there was in the past before he took over. Uh but Sylvie killed him at, and apparently kicked all that off. We saw the timelines branching out from the sacred timeline that he was maintaining. And this kicks open the door for all kinds of multiversal shenanigans. That's a good way to put it. Now, as comic book gentlemen as we are, uh, we are familiar with He Who Remains... Uh, and it was a casting choice by uh, Marvel some time ago. So could you explain He Who Remains, who that really is? He Who Remains was played by Jonathan Majors, who we knew to be cast as Kang the Conqueror, a longtime Avengers villain in the comics who hasn't appeared in the movies so far. And He Who Remains was apparently a benevolent variant of Kang. And whether or not he was truly benevolent, because he was essentially like deciding the fates of countless beings, it's questionable. Uh, but we'll see now, now that his variants, a whole bunch of Kangs, a name that didn't say in the episode, um, but comic book fans all know that that's what's happening. Um, and we'll see just how malevolent these other characters are when they show up. 
Loki was the third Disney Plus series show. What other MCU shows are coming to the streaming service, uh, especially knowing what we saw uh, post-credits with the finale? Well, post-credits with the finale, we had the official announcement that Loki was getting a season two. So we don't have a release date for that yet. So I'm going to guess next year. We're just going to throw it out there. Um, But in terms of what's coming next, um, we have What If, which is an animated series that looks at alternate possibilities in the MCU. So essentially divergent timelines. Uh, It seems timely given what we saw here. Essentially, that means that what if all its possibilities will be canon. And after that, there's going to be how many, what are the shows are going to be coming on after, after what if? Okay, so for the rest of this year, we have Hawkeye and Ms. Marvel. Uh, we don't actually have release dates for them yet, so the latter part of this year, I guess. And they, there's no obvious implications for either of those shows from this. The next, the next definite MCU project that will have consequences from this episode of Loki specifically will be Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is coming out in March 2022. Because we know that Wanda, Scarlet Witch, who seemed to be looking through different realities at the very end of WandaVision to search for her lost children, is due to appear in Doctor Strange. And it's reported that Loki will too. And given the title, it makes a lot of sense. Sooner than that, though, Spider-Man No Way Home might include consequences from this because that reportedly includes elements from other Spider-Man continuities. I, I guess I'll just go straight into it. It include, uh, reportedly includes the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, which were in completely separate realities to this, um, and the door has been kicked open for them to interact with the MCU Spider-Man and all other MCU characters. It seems like Loki was the key piece uh, the keystone uh, to doing these uh, all these multiverse uh, multiverse movies and shows uh, that uh, people were wondering how the, all this makes sense. It ended up that Loki was was the one that was responsible, right? And it would be really interesting to see how they present all that multiverse stuff again because they can't assume that everyone watches all of the movies, other movies and shows before stepping into, say, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So they're going to have to very quickly catch up audiences on these concepts again. Speaking of movies, Black Widow will, uh, came out this past weekend uh, can you go over a few of the numbers of how it did since this is the first MCU movie uh, in the theaters? Well, I mean, in seemingly quite a while. Uh, how, did, how did it do? Especially also since it was uh, both available in theaters and on Disney Plus with Premiere Access. Yeah, so 
Black Widow seemed to have a pretty great opening weekend. It made 215 million in its opening weekend, which is the biggest since the pandemic began. And it, it's it's just getting started. It was our first Marvel Cinematic Universe in more than movie in more than two years. So I guess there was a lot of pent up need for a Marvel movie. Um, and we'll see how it fares like going forward. Cause they like these things tend to build and there's element of word of mouth and people are going to like become more open to going to see movies in theaters. And they're probably going to come more open to the idea of paying for movies on premier access. It is $30 to access Black Widow and other premier access movies on Disney plus. So uh, that's a reasonable amount of money, but if if you weigh it up against bringing kids to the cinema or a whole family, um, it doesn't seem that bad. And with Black Widow out, what's next regarding the MCU movies? What's what's going to be coming up that could bring more people back into the theaters? The next movie coming up is Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and that is coming out on September thirtieth. That is different to Black Widow in that it is not going to be a premier access movie. That is only coming to theaters as of right now. And so I think I think that's when Disney thinks people confidence in going to the theaters will have reached enough a great enough level such that they can confidently do that. Well, it looks like Disney and Marvel are getting back on the saddle. Thanks, Sean, for your time. You can check out his uh, breakdown of the Loki series on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from Roger by heading to CNET.com slash Daily Charge. And if you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Oscar Gonzalez. Thanks for listening. <laughs>